Welcome to the Sand Hills Media Ministry. We hope this production encourages and challenges you to live a more Christ-centered life. Thank you. Good morning. Would you guys stand for 12 seconds and say hi to someone to your right or to your left? Thank you. Go for it. Tell me if you had a uh, great Christmas. Okay. Seven of you. Excellent. Excellent. How many of you are looking forward to the new year? Yes. How many of you ready to say goodbye to 2023? Okay. That's good stuff. Let's, uh, let's, let's join our hearts in prayer. Well, Father, my um, heart this morning... Uh, went to those that have had uh, a hard uh, 2023. And I pray for specifically for them, for us who've had difficulty, trials, uh, things that have not gone exactly how we wanted to. The outcome was different than we expected. And I pray for each of those who've had one of those years. And Lord, we, we kind of bank on the prophet Isaiah's words that I do new things. And so for some of us, there's baggage of 2023 that we, we want to say goodbye to. And maybe some hurts, but there was some joys too along the way. And so we, we welcome um, 2024. It's even hard to say it out of my mouth, but we welcome what you want to do in us. Behold, I do new things. Letting, letting go of the past, some of the hurts, some of the baggage, some of the luggage. And we welcome you as we pray in the new year. And we thank you in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, amen. amen. So just kind of a group therapy moment. How many of you are traditionally into like setting New Year's resolutions? If that's you, just throw your hand up. Okay, three of you. Okay, excellent. How many of you are you're into short-term goals as you think about the new year? How many of you are short-term goal people? How many of you are like more like we just kind of wish and hope for this to happen? Okay. How many of you are like, you're just like chilled out and like, hey, whatever happens, happens? Do we have any of those kind of folks? Okay. And how many of you don't know what to think about each time the year ends and new year's coming? How many of you are like, like I, don't, I don't really even think about that? Okay, so um, let me just give you kind of like a quiz and see where you guys are. And if these resonate with you, just put your hand up, okay? Number one, how many of you are hoping in the new year you will exercise more and get in shape? Okay. Number two, eat less junk. Okay. How about three, laugh more? All right. Number four, find the best pizza. Come on. Number five, share my faith more consistently. All right. So, now, some of you are raising your hand on everyone, so you need, to, you need to slow down, okay? Number six, pray more deeply. Read more books. Number seven, make a new friend. Get rid of an old friend. Or help Jill, Jeff Philpott start a car dealership. 
That's a subliminal joke there, okay? Now, I teach a class on youth and culture. And one class, we spend the whole time asking the question, why do people, if they attend church or congregation, why do they go? Why do they go to that particular one? Or why, what helps them land on a particular congregation or assembly? And there's about 60 plus different answers. And what is shocking to me is almost every year that I do this one class, hardly anyone says what I'm hoping they'll say. And that is, I come to experience God through prayer. Hardly anyone ever says that. They say everything else. They give all the nice Christian language, but they don't say that one. They don't say, well, I really want to like learn how to pray more in the church and when we meet together and experience God. Very few people say that. And so this morning, I'm going to try to be the conductor, sort of the coach on what I think is my hope and my dream for you and for me. And I've been doing this for a couple years now and I love it. And I'm gonna encourage you to do it too and to kind of walk with me as we do this this morning. So if you're used to David Olshine's silliness, you won't get a lot of that today. Kind of the silliness has already happened, but you're gonna get a little bit of what's called experiential learning today, okay? And so I promise you, promise you I won't do anything weird, uh, won't make you do anything awkward, well maybe a little bit, but not too much, and if I explain too much, you won't want to go there with me. So we're just going to kind of, can you just kind of go with me? Hello, let's try it again, will you go with me? Okay, thanks, all right, beautiful. All right, so I want us to experience what I call praying the Lord's Prayer. And I don't know if you're from a, a church background or uh, not, uh, but there's, there's parts of Christianity that are more liturgical, more Anglican, Episcopal, Lutheran, Methodist, uh, Catholic. And these, these have a lot of different liturgical experiences. Well, every church has liturgy. Okay, and what I mean by that is some churches like us will do a prayer, maybe three songs, an announcement, and a sermon, and a prayer. That's a liturgy. So in other words, it's a flow, it's a structure. And so what we're going to do this morning is practice praying the Lord's Prayer. And my prayer for all of us is that as 2024 comes before us and we move into it, that this will become a little bit more of your lifestyle. So here we go. So... The sermon today is going to feel like David's talking and then we're praying. And that's exactly how it's going to be. So I'm going to talk a little bit and then we're going to pray as a group. All right, we'll pray. I'm not going to make you do anything like no touching or anything like, like that. So let me coach. Let me be the conductor, the orchestra guy, and you be participants. So the first thing we're going to do is explain what the Lord's Prayer is. So Jesus was asked by his disciples one thing, teach us to pray. And to my knowledge, there's nowhere in scripture where they say, teach us to do miracles or teach us to heal or teach us to teach. This is a very specific, Lord, teach us to pray. And so what Jesus is going to do is he's going to do it. (laughs) He's going to model it. And this is a model prayer and it's broken down really into five rhythms or five cadences. And so we're going to practice that together. And so what I want you to do is I'd like you to all stand with me and we're going to actually read on the screen the Lord's Prayer together. And there's two of them. There's one from Matthew and there's one from Luke. Now the first crowd, they went ahead of me and they started praying the, the church liturgy one. So just don't go there. Just, just stay with what's on the slide. Okay, you guys ready? All right, here, we're gonna pray this together. All right, pray then like this. Here you go. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done 
on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Now that's the first one, and that's from Matthew. Now the next one is Luke, and it's a touch bit different. It goes like this. One day, Jesus, help me out, was praying in a certain place. And when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught the disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. So Jesus breaks it down in two different passages. And they're a little bit different. Uh, one of them is more focused on, on the intimacy of God and the, uh, gets very personal. And then one of them adds a little bit more specific, which is the passage in Luke. So let's be honest about prayer for just a couple seconds here. Let's be honest that if you're a faith person or a church person, chances are the Bible is a little bit easier for you to pick up and read than praying. I find that most people, Christian, non-Christian, people are church people, not church people, I'm guessing that most people during the year will occasionally pray something, all right? What I've learned about noticing people, and I'm a people watcher, is that a lot of us feel very uncomfortable with prayer. I'll find even professional Christians who are church members, church leaders, who are uncomfortable with prayer. I totally get that. I think there's multiple reasons. I'm not here this morning to talk about why we don't pray. I'm not going to talk about the mystery of prayer because there is a lot of mystery to it. Uh, but I think that for some of us, just getting into, give me something to work with. And I think a lot of us are that kind of people. Just give me something to work with. Give me a template or give me an outline or give me something that I can digest. It's simple. And I think Jesus does just that in the Lord's Prayer. I think he lays it out very simply. And, and, and as Pete Gregg says, you know, prayer is a place of comfort and safety once you settle in. And you start to acknowledge two things. One, when I pray, I am in the presence of God. I'm not inviting him in. He's already there. So as I pray, I'm actually entering into his world because I'm developing this relationship. And that's exactly what prayer is. So being raised as a Jewish kid, I was taught two things about God. He's a lawgiver and he's a judge. And that's what I believed. I did not know that God was personal. I did not know that God was intimate. And so Jesus starts to break this down. And if his crowd was listening attentively, they would have picked this up quickly. Whoa, Jesus is going places we've never been before. He's taken us into the depths of prayer that we don't know anything about. Because using such intimate language was so radically counterculture. Well, let's ask the question. Was Jesus a person of prayer as a Jewish rabbi? And the answer is yes. Let's look at two quick passes, passages that, that really show us how he models it. He's not one of those, I, I'm going to talk about it, but I'm not going to do it. He was actually practicing it all the time. Uh, Luke chapter 5 says this. The news spread about Jesus all the more so that the crowds of people came to hear him and he healed, of their, he healed them of their sickness. But Jesus 
often withdrew to lonely places and what? He prayed. You know, Jesus, if you recognize, if you ever read Gospel John or Luke or Matthew, you'll see one thing, common thread. He's always getting away from the crowd. All right? So if you are an introvert, you can, you can giggle inside now. You can say, I like this Jesus. He likes to get alone. Next passage says this. Luke 6, 12. One of those days, he went to the mountainside too. And he spent the night. Introverts, this is your time. You are good at getting alone. Us extroverts, a little bit harder. So if you're an introvert, you are already much closer to getting there with this prayer thing than us extroverts who'd rather be out talking with people. I'm just saying that as a, that's a blessing. That's a privilege. And if you're an introvert, you should count that as a huge, huge thing. So Jesus is, is modeling. By the way, if you want a good picture, my nose, right? Go ahead. It's, 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 it's a good Jewish, okay, right? Did you get it? Okay, good. I'm sorry. Just, that, just ADD moment, sorry. So Jesus gives us, yeah, right. Jesus gives us five rhythms to practice. And so we're gonna practice. So here's your first rhythm. The first rhythm is this. In 2024, would I consider becoming more intimate with God? And here's where I found that. Verse one, he says there, verse six. Our Father, hallowed be thy name. Some versions translate it, holy is your name, worthy is your name. The word hallowed means to honor, to respect. And so Jesus is breaking it down. Our Father. No, that was radical. Because these Jewish people... God is God, he is Yahweh, he's Elohim, he's respecter, he's law giver, he's judge. And Jesus says, no, 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 we're gonna take this a new level. Call him Abba, Papa, Daddy, a relationship between a father and his children. God is like dad. It's intimate, it's personal. And the Pharisees are like, ah, you crazy. Jesus saying, listen, this relationship with your heavenly father is meant to be personal and relational. And so my, my, my Episcopal friends and my Catholic friends and my Jewish friends are like, what? It's meant to be personal? Absolutely. Some people will call this adoration prayer, meaning it's personal, it's relational, it's dynamic, it's not, it's not passive, it's active. And so for me, moving as a Jewish kid from lawgiver and judge to papa to Father, just rock my world. And so Jesus is saying to us today, our prayer life, our prayer life is a portal. It's a, it's a portal to enter into this relationship with God. And so what we're gonna do right now is we're gonna take 30 seconds to a minute. As he prayed our Father, I want you to think of one attribute one characteristic of God that you want to praise God for. Could be his power, could be his love, it could be his grace, could be whatever comes to your mind. And we're gonna take 30 seconds to a minute to do that. And here's, here's my posture for you for this first one. Consider either saying it quietly before God, consider whispering it, or maybe some of you like who in the first service, some people just shout it out one word 
that they wanted to thank God for about who he is, about his characteristics. So we're gonna take 30 seconds to a minute, no much longer, not much longer than that. Let's enter to a time of just practicing what's one attribute or characteristic you wanna praise him for. Your forgiveness, Lord. Your mercy. Feel free to speak it out if you have something. Our second, our second rhythm, second cadence is for God's will to be done. Jesus prays, your kingdom come, help me out, your will be done. Pete Gregg says that prayer makes us relax. It creates a safety net in the presence of God. And so when we start to think about our father intimacy and then moving into praying for God's will. I try to break this down in my prayer life that I don't just pray that prayer. I'll pray something like specifically like, Lord, let your will be done in my job. Let your will be done in my wife's relationship with a small group that she's in. I pray for my son, Andrew, or for my daughter, Rachel, for my grandbabies. I pray specific things that God, you would be the leader of that area. Maybe it's finances, maybe it's a job. What is your will? I pray for your will to be done. And so we're gonna take about 30 seconds to a minute. I want you to enter into what is your heart saying to you and to God? What would you like to pray as far as the will of God? Is it about a decision you're about to make? Is it about a decision you've already made and you're not sure that you made the right one? Is it for a future friendship or a future relationship? So let's take 30 seconds to a minute to pray specifically, Lord, let your will be done. It could be family, job, money, friendship, knowing God's plan, whatever that is for you. Let's pray that prayer now. And one of the postures is Psalm 134. It says, I will lift up my hands in the sanctuary and praise the Lord. And if you feel comfortable, would you just put your hands up to God like this or like this? Say, Lord, I receive, I pray for your will in my life and my family, my friends.
Amen. Amen. How you guys doing? You doing all right? That was a little bit of, of embracing silence. Not easy for extroverts. Rhythm number three. Will I trust God in the small things, the daily things of life? In 2024, would you begin to pray this prayer? Give us this day our daily bread. Or some versions say, give us today. So Jesus is helping us focus not on the past, not on the future, but right now in the present. This is a prayer of provision and a prayer of protection. So whatever that looks like to you would be, um, Lord, today um, our finances are really getting tight. Or Lord, um, we got this big uh, explosion in our house with a water heater and it's thousands of dollars and I don't know where we're gonna come up with it. Or Lord, there's a relationship that's struggling right now and I need you to meet us there. And not me asking all the time, why, why, why? But Lord, maybe I need to ask, where are you working in the midst of this? So this prayer is a prayer of asking God to protect, but also to provide. It's very practical. And so let's enter into a time of 30 seconds to a minute where you and I each pray, Lord, give us blank for today. We need blank for today. Let's pray. One of the postures of scripture is Psalm 134, where he says, clap your hands, all you peoples, shout unto God with a voice of triumph. If you've ever been to a football game or basketball game and your team is winning, you clap. And so would you take like, let's just say 10 seconds and let's thank God and just thank him that he's listening, that he's meeting us, that he's wooing us, that he's responding to us. So let's give a, a, what's called a clap offering to God. Ready? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Rhythm number four is forgiveness. Will I initiate forgiveness in 2024? Now Jesus is meddling. Okay, he went, hor he, went, he went vertical, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And then all of a sudden now he's meddling, he's going horizontal. Are there some people in your life in 2023 that just irk you, irritate you? Maybe those people that just, when you think about them, you don't think the greatest thoughts. Jesus says, forgive us our sins for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. Or Matthew says, forgive us our debts. 
in debt to somebody. Our 30 seconds to one minute prayer is being able to say, I release this person. Jesus calls it a prison, a prison of bitterness, a root of bitterness, uh, unforgiveness, where you're just struggling. You're holding onto that grudge. And I don't know if you know, but that holding onto that grudge, it's pretty emotional, isn't it? And it's pretty hard to let go of that grudge. But the moment you do, or moments, it might take several times of releasing it. You might have that one, we call it in our family a VDP, a very draining person. Do you have someone in your life like that where they just, they just suck the life out of you? And there's, there's not people, you don't invite them into your inner circle because they are drainers. They are, they're critiques, they're critiquers or, or you know, blamers or whatever you want to label them. But you've got this thing with them. And this is one of those Jesus moments where he says, this is blocking not only you and that person, but it's blocking us. So would you release that? Because you'll live lightly and freely as you learn to let those relationships go that are really hurting you. And maybe you've hurt someone in 2023 and you need to let that go. Maybe there's, there's shame and guilt over you doing something to someone else besides someone doing something to you. So on this posture of prayer, one of the scriptures says this, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. If you are able to, we have nice soft carpet here. Would you consider kneeling for this posture of prayer and asking God to help you as you forgive someone? Would you consider doing that with me? Take 30 seconds to a minute to clean the slate. To say, Lord, there's some people that I've heard, you may even want to quietly name them. You don't have to, but maybe there's some people that I've hurt or they've hurt me and I'm going to let that go. I'm going to surrender that right now. you, Lord. Amen. You guys are doing great. How's your knees? Good? You holding up? Last, last rhythm, rhythm five. Jesus now gets very, very specific and very, very practical. He says these words, I want you to consider the thought, lead us not into temptation. Or some versions add, but deliver us from the evil one. Who is the evil one he's talking to about? He's talking about the same evil one that has invaded our planet. He invaded Jesus' life in Matthew 4 where he tempted him not once, not twice, but three times. And then we read about this invader 
who's referred to as a fallen angel, a.k.a. Lucifer, who becomes Satan. He's referred to in scripture as devil, adversary, dragon, a liar, murderer. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So Jesus is saying, listen, I know we start off on this really intimate thing. I know we start talking about forgiveness and forgiving of people, but let's realize we are in a war and I want you to be offensive. So he closes the prayer, not with this nice little sweet anecdote, but he says, listen, the reality is this. My word is true. My world has enemies. Your world has enemies. There's a, there's a real devil who really wants to mess with your life and I want you to be offensive. Now, I only caught about five minutes of the game yesterday, but Georgia won big, and they were on the offensive. They, every time they got the ball, they seemed like they scored. They were off. And Jesus is saying, I want you to close this prayer with being offensive. I want you to put on your armor, Ephesians 6 says, and I want to teach you to pray in a direct, strategic way. So First Peter says this as we close. He says, humble yourself in the sight of God and he'll lift you up, casting all your anxieties on him for he cares for you. Be sober and alert for the devil, like a prowling lion, seeks to kill and destroy. But then he goes on to tell us this in Philippians. Don't be anxious. Thank you, thank you, Paul, for saying that. No, no, no. Paul says, listen, don't be anxious, but through prayer and petition, through prayer is your means, is your vehicle. As you submit those prayers to God, the peace of God, which will guard your heart and your mind beyond comprehension in Christ Jesus. So as we close today, would you stand with me? And we're gonna pray God, help me put on the armor of God. Help me know how to battle the enemy. Help me know how to avoid temptation. Help me know where places to go and not to go. Help me be assertive and be on the offensive side, the direct side, the strategic side. The Bible says, I stand to listen for the one I love. Would you take 30 seconds to a minute to pray specifically to overcome temptation, to be delivered from evil, as we leave 2023 and move into 2024. Thank you that you call us to call you Abba, Papa, Daddy. That you call us to pray for your will to be done. For you to see our needs, not our wants, but see our needs and meet them. To provide and protect. For us to forgive those who have sinned against us and we have sinned against them. And to acknowledge that we live in a world that's fallen that there's an enemy, but you've called us 
to be assertive, to not fall into evil, to avoid temptation. For it is your kingdom and it is for your power, it is for your glory that we pray. And Father, for 2024, may we enter into days and moments of learning to pray the Lord's Prayer as we deepen our intimacy with you. And all God's people said, 